Welcome to the podcast B2B Marketing, a guidebook for the classroom to the boardroom. My name is Uwe Seebacher and I'm happy to be your host. And today we're talking about the ever more important topic, marketing technology. Recently, the marketing technology landscape 2020 has been published with more than 8,000 solutions. This means this is a core topic for B2B marketers. And for that topic, I'm joined by a person who considers himself an industry veteran with 30 years background in the IT industry, Peter O'Neill. Peter O'Neill, who are you? So I, I suppose if we take it way back to, to 1981, that's when I first entered the IT industry, uh, moved over to Germany at the same time, joined HP, and I worked at HP for, for close to 20 years uh, and, and, and became a B2B marketer uh, because over that 20 years, I think the role of a B2B marketer was emerging. It started to become clearer and started to become more defined. Uh, I mean, I remember way back in the 80s, it didn't really exist as a, as a job, as a role. Marketing in B2B wasn't considered to be a necessary skill. Um, and marketing at HP at that time was either something up in corporate where you worked on the logo and managed events, uh, or you may be out in the field, uh, but you're actually doing sales support. You weren't doing marketing. Uh, or you were in R&D, as a product manager, those were the sort of marketing tasks going on at the time. So uh, you mentioned a lot of good points, strong statements, being in corporate, developing brands or, or logos. So um, Peter, I contacted you because we had to fill a gap. Uh, uh, we had a table of contents and I was realizing because just it happened that the MarTech Landscape 8000 uh, was published and we decided to also cover the topic because this is a major driver in the area of B2B marketing. And I contacted you in order to also get your feedback, your opinion on marketing and MarTech. How do you see the role of MarTech? Well, let's remember that the marketing departments in, in, in most every company have always been accustomed to having external discretionary budget. They've always spent externally on agencies, uh, on events, and so on. So uh, when the, the, the first marketing technology vendors, let's say 10, 12 years ago, started appearing on the marketplace, um, it was, there was a real wild time where marketing people were buying the software themselves, um, maybe me taking the promise that the, the vendors were, the salespeople at the vendors were offering, uh, and really not thinking very much about a strategic approach, about an architectural approach, and most importantly, of course, especially in the larger companies, about a, an approach that integrates to existing systems that most companies already had installed, including, by the way, the CRM system. Ironically, the CRM system is not a marketing system. It was installed by IT for the sales organization. Um, so there's been a sort of last 10 years of quite chaotic buying going on, maybe even a spending binge from the marketing side. And so when I talk to companies and hear about the company's MarTech uh, infrastructure, I see a very chaotic status. Chaotic status, interesting, because 
where do you see CRM should be located? Because you said it was implemented by IT for sales. So this means you say CRM has to be located in the marketing department, right? Well, some, some organizations have made that decision and, and basically rescued the crisis by um, retuning the CRM to the, the needs of sales and marketing together uh, and populating the CRM system basically as a, as a front end for lots of other processes that are in marketing and in sales. Other companies have basically run the system in parallel to CRM um, installed marketing automation with some sort of customer data platform underneath it. Uh, and those companies end up with the sort of issue of who has the, the source of truth, who knows mm -hmm. the most about the customer. And it's interesting sometimes just to sit at the, around the table and hear these arguments going in front of you. think we would have in, in like five to ten years a b2b marketing departments without any kind of it support or only maybe the crm system oh no um the 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 marketing uh, process itself uh is very heavily dependent on technology i mean most of marketing these days is digital marketing and digital marketing requires um platforms and technologies to uh, to understand customer intent, customer preferences, um, to bring together individual leads to uh, the level of an account to understand what are the real deals going on and the real business going on, uh, as well as, of course, these days presenting information content or providing experiences that all very much depend on deploying good technologies. Mm -hmm. So technology will be the basis for successful marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, but successful marketing in many companies is not seen as necessary because uh, the engineers are thinking that the products are selling themselves anyway. So uh, what will happen to uh, um, executives or managers of companies who are not willing to invest in a substantial amount of uh, or required amount of MarTech stack? Yeah, so you're saying there's always these classical statements from R&D managers says we make great product, therefore we don't need to do marketing or sometimes even uh, the sales managers come out and say, well, don't pay, don't put money into marketing, just give me 100 more salespeople on the street. Um, but I, I'm not too sure whether CEOs believe those statements anymore. Uh, I mean, there's decades now of, uh, of opportunity um, behind this where those things haven't been proven to be true. Uh, and nowadays, where, when you understand how buyers and customers are making decisions, researching information, looking for information, uh, the role of marketing has probably become much more, more important, imperative, much more strategic. Uh, so I think the role of marketing will basically take a, will take a leadership role. At what kind of stage you think uh, a B2B marketer should start thinking about MarTech stack? Uh, because uh, we developed this five-stage uh, marketing maturity model with uh, where we begin with the uh, 
one directional reactive marketing and leading up to the five, fifth stage, which means with the predictive profit marketing. Uh, at what kind of stage do you see they have to do the homework first or is the martech stack right from the beginning a core aspect should it be of their work um the the martech stack is is going to be core but of course you build the stack up over time as your organization as your role in the company your role as marketing in the company matures over time so you alluded to these these uh, five stages and that that's the sort of model that i developed based on my observations of, of many clients. And of course, I do lots of surveys each year about the deployment of, of various marketing technologies. And so if we just take the example of managing leads or understanding leads, then we can see a process, a maturity process where the company start off, basically the neophytes, they, they focus on email campaigns, they buy lists from external suppliers, and they try to promote qualified contacts and, and generate some rudimentary leads for sales. Uh, once they sort of learned how to do that and they put up with maybe criticism from sales about the quality of those leads, they sort of start to deploy some sort of content marketing around their websites. They hopefully would earn some sort of audience, which means inbound leads. They capture that. They do some marketing qualified process around it. Uh, and the quality of those leads starts to get better. And uh, that's where the majority of most companies are at the moment. I, I reckon it's around 38%. Um, now, from there, once you have your fully operational lead management system, you've got digital campaigns going on. You've got lead nurturing going on. Uh, you're using all the different digital channels uh, available, such probably the, ideally the, the indirect channels with subsidiaries and resellers. Uh, you're, you're doing through channel marketing automation, maybe. So that's more of a stable function. I would estimate a quarter of companies are maybe at that level now, stage three. Um, what I start to hear now from many CMOs, especially that are maybe now in their third or fourth uh, role as a CMO, they start to talk much more about customer experience. They start to talk about the importance of producing a, a very positive web experience, but also ensuring a great buyer experience when potential prospects are, are looking at information or trying to learn about a company. Uh, and so that comes, the more mature lead management systems, market automation systems have that, uh, but sometimes you buy extra products just to augment that. the very edge of the state of the art at the moment, but of course that will move on over time, is where I hear customers talk about a customer engagement management process, where they're really trying to build up relationships, develop communities. Um, and that's gonna be necessary because every industry is becoming an as a service industry. And we've seen what that means to the software industry, but it's happening in all other industries as well. Uh, and I think this latest crisis of, of COVID-19 is actually pushing companies even faster along that path that I've just described. Mm -hmm. If you talk about MarkTech stack, many organizations have, and of course a problem because it's, it's an IT topic. What do you give as an advice, B2B marketing managers, to handle that conflict of interest between the CIO, the IT manager, and the marketing tech stack? How can they best handle that situation? 
Yep. So uh, it, it starts off not as an IT topic, but as, as a process automation topic. So uh, from the marketing side, and I mean, we're really on the business side of the company now when you're in your marketing, you need to think about the processes that you're responsible for or would like to have, or you want to re-engineer, and then think about how to do that. And that sometimes means automating the processes, but it also means, of course, training people, um, changing the skills of people, maybe sometimes even reorganizing the, uh, the whole marketing structure. Uh, and then at the end of the day, the last decision you make is around the technologies that you want to deploy to support that automation. Uh, some technologies are only in marketing um, and don't touch anybody else, but actually it's a small number these days. Most technologies that marketing managers are buying um, need to be integrated with other things going on in the company, whether it's data management systems, whether it's um, MRP or order processing, uh, even e-commerce systems are becoming critical now in many marketing process decisions. So it's very critical to be able to understand the integration needs. And really the only person in most enterprises that understands the integration needs across the whole enterprise is the IT organization the CIO, maybe you have a marketing ops person who has that sort of background as well. That's probably the best solution in most larger companies. To have this marketing ops person That's take right, care yeah. of this IT structure. Now, Peter, um, uh, as part of uh, putting together the article, uh, I did a research also um, and found a sales stack landscape from 2019 with also a, a four-digit number of available solutions. So we have a sales stack <laughs> landscape and a martech landscape. Oh yeah. So uh, because and going through these lands landscapes, I found solutions which basically went obviously were for the other sovereignty of marketing and sales and sales and marketing. How can we handle it? What would do we recommend uh, our our listeners and our readers um, uh, to overcome that kind of uh, conflict? If you want to find out what Peter O'Neill recommends in order to overcome that problem and what he defines or thinks what the marketing tech stack in 2025 will look like, join in for the next episode of our B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. I am your host, Uwe Seebacher, for this B2B Marketing Guide book podcast. Thanks for listening and don't forget to follow us. I can't wait to be back. Goodbye.